Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Film Freaks, your favorite place to talk cinema. I'm your host Derek and with me as always is my co-host Matty G. How are you man? Doing well. A little hungry but you know, it's coming around that time. Dude, it's, it is that time. I'm about to go eat now. <laughs> I'm going to eat during the recording of this podcast. I have next to me my notes and a pencil. I'm going to start working on the pencil and I'm going to start working on the journal. So maybe I'll get through about, I'd say, three pages of my notes before. I and mean, I guess there's a bit of fiber in there. So I mean, maybe a little bit. I mean, you know, just tear me a piece off here and a piece off there. Do you want some journal or would you prefer the pencil? I'll go for the pencil. Okay, you can have the pencil next time you come over, and I will have the journal. Okay. So what are we talking? What are we talking about today? What what happened? What what came out this past weekend? This past week. Well, unfortunately, there was a little bit of a change in plans. We're not quite covering Moon Knight. We're not. No, we're not. Oh man. I know, it's such a shame. But instead, we're covering what everyone seems to be talking about right now. We're talking about Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi! Kenobi Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi is priority. We're going to get that hashtag on Twitter. You know what? Now, since you do the Twitter, I'm going to make you do hashtag Kenobi is priority. (laughs) See if we can get it trending on Twitter. Kenobi is priority. Yes. Fair enough. Oh my goodness, dude! I'm so happy. I'm so excited about this series, man. So, when are we doing Moon Knight then? We're gonna be doing Moon Knight next week, and that is going to be the finale. We'll be taking a look at episode five and six, and we're gonna be closing that up for now. So, don't you worry if there's a season two. I'm sure that Maddie G's gonna come to my house with. I'll break down your door. He's going to break down my door. I'm just going to scream at the top of my lungs. (laughs) Moon Knight! Season 2! Moon Knight! He's going to run down to my basement. I'm going to have to walk calmly. And he's going to come back over and carry me down the stairs to my basement. Sit me down in this chair and go, Moon Knight! Moon Knight! Moon Knight! Moon Knight! Moon Knight! I'm really excited for this series. Like, you even brought me to uh, the comic store, and I got one of the Moon Knight comics. Dude, oh my god! You're gonna be collecting that series. I just got you, and yeah. So, I, folks, I just got Maddie G into comic collecting, and so it's just, oh my goodness, it's not the series that we keep referencing in those episodes, but it's like the 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 2021, 2022 series or whatever. So, I'm, dude, I'm so happy and excited for you to get into this journey of comic collecting. It is so much fun. Unless you're me and you like to read digital and also buy the physical comics, certain ones, and then it's like, uh, because then you have to wait because all these digital people, you know, all these digital comics take a little longer unless it's comics. It's a whole headache. But anyway, the fact is, you're now into comics. I'm like collecting comics. I'm so happy. So I'm not incredibly into comics just yet. I'm mostly no. just interested in this one series but, for now. We'll see how that develops. We got you to take your first step. And frankly, that's good enough for me so far. Dude, let's get into Kenobi, man. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay, so just, just by the way, in case I step away from the microphone, there is a massive fly that has been absolutely, like, 
bugging me, pun intended, okay, all right, take it as you will, but it's been buzzing around here, and I got this fly swatter in my hand, and I'm going to vanquish this fly, just as the Inquisitors are trying to vanquish the Jedi. Oh my goodness, do you see what I did there? So, we took some time, we watched both episodes, the, the, the premiere of Kenobi was two episodes, part one and part two. And my goodness, man, this was everything I wanted from the show. And maybe then some. What did you think? Yeah, I'll admit, th this was a pretty good show so far. Like, I don't know if I can really share the same excitement as you did. Mm -hmm. But it was still, at least the first episode was a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, for sure. So, first episode first, because we're not doing the second first. That's just out of order. That's not how we do things around here. So, did you want to start, or did you want me to start? Uh, you can start this one. Okay. So, this series takes place ten years after the events of Return of, or Revenge of the Sith, rather. And so, what happens is... Kenobi, had, we get this really cool recap of everything that's happened with Obi-Wan up to this point in, you know, like a, like a prequel recap, right? Everything that's happened between Obi-Wan and, and Anakin and just kind of their adventures together through the three movies. And then we get what is honestly like the moment that it started and you, you, you figure out what's happening Order 66 goes into effect, and I am such a sucker for canon, okay, for, 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 um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Continuity. continuity. Yeah, I am such a sucker for continuity. It is ridiculous. So, now, not only do we have Order 66 happening in the Clone Wars, not only do we have it happening in Kenobi, we have it happening in Revenge of the Sith, we have it happening in Fallen Order. It's just, it's beautiful. I love continuity. And so, it, it's just, oh my goodness. And so, we get a glimpse of how spontaneous Order 66 really was. For those of you who don't know and are just getting into Star Wars, first and foremost, welcome. And second, Order 66 was the order that Sheev Palpatine, what a name, Chancellor Palpatine, now the Emperor, um, gave to effectively wipe out all the Jedi. And so, some Jedi did survive, and you, we will see that going forward, but effectively it was just wipe out all the Jedi. Um, what they do is they, they, when they were manufacturing these clones to rapidly age, they put an inhibitor chip in their minds, in their brains. And so, once Order 66 was initiated, that chip would go off, and there you go. Now, in the Clone Wars, we did get a look at a premature activation of that ship. And I believe it was Season 5 of the Clone Wars. And it was really interesting to see that take place. But for the most part, we haven't really gotten a look at the Jedi Temple and the events of Order 66 in a show or live action like this. So it was really cool. Um, so already going into this, the recap was just amazing. And that brief glimpse that we got. So, like I said, it's been 10 years since Re Re Revenge of the Sith. And we pick up with the Inquisitors. And who are the Inquisitors, Matt? The Inquisitors are basically Jedi who have turned to the dark side to hunt Jedi. 
Yes. I know that their whole philosophy is that, oh, the Jedi hunt themselves, which is mentioned in the show. Like but five times. No, it, it's like, I, I, I have my own personal complaints about the whole <laughs> Jedi hunt themselves thing, because they're obviously setting these traps to hunt these Jedi down. They are. And, and, and what, whatever. Really, what really aggravated me about the Inquisitors is, and for those of you who don't know as well, um, we'll give a little bit of backstory on some things, because you do need to know a little bit going into this, but the Inquisitors were, like you mentioned, um, you know, Jedi turned bad. They first appeared in Star Wars Rebels, which was like the first big appearance, and they're really just agents of Vader that go around killing Jedi because... You know, the Empire wants all the Jedi removed because the less Jedi, the smaller the threat of, you know, them coming back and overthrowing the Empire and so on and so forth. So we get to see the Grand Inquisitor. I believe it's there's the third sister and there's one more. I can't think of his name. I don't know if you have it by chance. Let me see if I can pull I, it up. I don't have all their names as well. He uh, was uh, the fifth brother. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. naming is with these characters. but Yeah, like... it's a little interesting how they went about the naming conventions here. But yeah. All I know is that the main one we probably need to focus on is the third sister. And the Grand Inquisitor. I think the fifth brother was kind of there as like the, the, the hype man. Like, yeah, we're going to whoop him, you know. And yeah. so, so this is the same Grand Inquisitor, allegedly, from Star Wars Rebels. Now, I've watched a little bit of Rebels. I don't know about you, but I watched some of it, and it wasn't really my favorite thing in the world. Um, surely, though, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, like, there were parts of it, like, whenever Vader came in, it was nuts. Like, it was game on. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's 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 going to get real. Vader's here. Everybody, you know, run for your life because it's all you can do because it's Darth Vader. This freaking fly, I tell you, man, I'm going to just get over here, fly. It's a spy for Lord Vader's army. He is. He is for the Empire. Oh, my goodness. He's right there. I think take I him get, down. Hang on. I'm going to take him out. Order 66, you fly. Execute Order 66! It's happening in my basement! Ah! I've just riled I think the him fight up. Got to him. That's all. Oh. I've just. Hey, he lived! Pissed him off, yeah. He's now a pissed off, annoyed fly. But you know ah, Derek's alive. Ticked and annoyed, Matty G. You? Me. Okay, I'm back. So. Yeah, I tried. Yes. Okay. I will Give cut in to your anger. <laughs> so, as we were saying before I rudely got interrupted by that stupid annoying fly that I will kill eventually, uh, what, what happens is this is the same Grand Inquisitor from Rebels, allegedly. He's got the same markings on his forehead, but we'll get into that a little later as well. So, they're there. They're hunting Jedi, and there's a Jedi that's there. And so, they go to this bar. And what happens? I'm going to make you... They went to the bar. The, um, the Inquisitors are like, Hey, yo, we know that there's a Jedi around here. We know what they do. We're going to accurately describe uh, what goes on in their mind. And then we're going to proceed to do that exact thing. And the Jedi is going to reveal themselves. But you could also make it a little easier if you just say, Hey, Jedi's right here. He's that no, one. The, the, He's that guy yeah. right there. That guy. You see him? He's over there in the corner. 
that guy. They didn't. They didn't give him out. Yep. Instead, uh, the third sister grabbed a knife from one of the tables in the cantina and threw it towards someone. And the Jedi that was at the there, bartender, she throws it at the bartender. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It was at the bartender. But uh, the Jedi saves the day. Uh, uses the Force to freeze it midair, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Yep, there he is. Found him. Got him." <laughs> so they start. They running. didn't get him. Well, yeah, so they, he starts yeah. running, they chase him, he gets away. So we cut to this big old, like, I don't even know what it is. It's like a like a butcher's shop on Tatooine. Like, so this is all happening Actually, on Actually, here's, here's what I saw. I, I loved uh, just looking at the scene there. It's like a massive sand shark or something. It really and they're is. They're harvesting this meat. It's a crate dragon, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And we saw those yeah, from okay. the Mandalorian, and those yeah. are really just like under under the sand. I was gonna say under sea, but this they're is e- sea. they're evil. They're big. They're they will kill you. They're big old. They somehow huge, managed to massive, kill this one. Yeah, they're huge, massive crate dragons, and they just they're they're under the sand. They come up. They eat stuff. It's it's crazy. So they're harvesting yeah. meat from this crate dragon, and this is where we get our first glimpse of old ben kenobi and i call him old ben kenobi because that is now his alias he is old ben kenobi yeah and the he's reason... taken on that name at this point yeah the reason why is because he can't go by obi-wan anymore he has to go by ben he's in hiding yeah so he's in exile and so he can't do anything so if you will remember his whole premise going into um the original trilogy was I have to go into exile. Yoda's going in exile, and Leia's going to go to the Organas. I'm going to watch over Luke on Tatooine at the Lars family, and when he's old enough, I'm going to train him. That's the whole premise here. So we get a whole bit where Kenobi's just living the same day, and it's beautifully done because it, it really feels like we're living the same day over and over with him. Uh, we see this three times. He takes a little slice of meat. He puts, he tucks it in his shirt or whatever. He clocks out. He rides back into the city, grabs his his mount, whatever that creature is. It's like a like a horse looking, not horse, but with a long nose. It's more like a camel. Yeah, it's kind of like a camel with a long nose. And he he gets on it and rides to his cave. And there's a Jawa there that's like, hey, uh, Kenobi. Uh, we will, you know, we can we can we sell you something, and and he's like, nah, <laughs> and and, he, and then because the jaw was effectively scrapping his house to sell it back to him, it's ridiculous, it's really annoying. Yeah, that was a little funny just yeah. watching that whole interaction. He, the like, jaw first offers a like a starship toy to him, which he does take, but. Uh, then there's like some uh, problems going on with the house. Java comments on it. He's like, "Yeah, I, I'm just missing this part." Uh, and uh, the Java's like, "Hi, hey, you're in luck." And he uh, pulls out uh, <laughs> the exact part that he was talking about. But come to find out, uh, it was really just stolen from him. And now the Java's trying to sell it back. He's like, "If you're gonna, you know, if you're going to sell me my own house or parts from my own house, you might as well clean them." And the jaw was like, "But there's a cleaning fee too. If I clean them, it's more pricey." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, fair point." He also, sounds a lot like some uh, like the average shady business practice. He really kind of is, and he says, "Now there's also a Jedi that landed on Tatooine, 
and we found the ship and we were scrapping it and we found this belt and if you know the Kenobi kind of the, the canon or the Kenobi story if it as it were you would know that's his belt he he's effectively taken his belt off you know like messed altered his cloak a little bit whatever he's wearing his jedi robes so it doesn't come off as as obvious again he's in he's in exile he's hiding among us so he needs to fit in with the public okay so he says no it's okay i'm not really interested in it but it's like you see you kind of get this idea and Ewan mcgregor is such a phenomenal choice and they my goodness dude there is nobody better ever in this world ever that could play obi-wan after Sir Alec Guinness, then Ewan McGregor. Okay, there is nobody, and I would argue Ewan McGregor is better in some ways, but it's just, it's phenomenal. You kind of get this idea of he really, it pains him to be doing this because he really wants to just like get in there. Shut up, phone. He really wants to get in there and like be Kenobi, you know, be Obi-Wan again, but he can't. And so eventually we get to this bit where he goes to bed. And this is where I was thinking before this even came out, like when the idea was pitched, I was like, this needs to happen. We get a whole thing where we see him fighting Anakin, him like in episode two in the speeders with Anakin, Padme, a whole litany of stuff, him promising, like, making that vow to Qui-Gon, and he wakes up, and what does he say? All I, all I know is that I was just enthralled that uh, they brought that whole scene there, that his, oh, yeah. he was thinking of his past, and it's coming back to haunt him in a way. You know, he, he wakes up, and he goes, you know, Qui-Gon, and he's, like, asking for his master, because Yoda's like, I can teach you how to communicate with him. So, and almost inevitably, we're going to get an interaction with Qui-Gon Jinn because that's what Kenobi's been able to do in the, you know, expanded canon and all of that. You know, I don't know if it's canon anymore. The Star Wars canon is just a huge mess right now. I th Well, it's, it's kind of been that way since Disney took over because originally it was everything's canon, we're fine, and then you have, like certain comics and like the force unleashed games and things of that nature are now legends or not canon at all and then it's whatever disney's been doing after they acquired star wars and lucasfilm it's it's just it's so confusing but he's... yeah that still makes me sad there's so many star wars games that i would love to still be canon especially the jedi academy games oh for sure and i mean you're not the only one man i mean there's like a yeah. whole bunch of stuff that would perfectly fit and disney's slowly trying it seems like they're slowly you know listening to their fans and trying to gradually bring things back um but we know like the force unleashed and things of that nature isn't coming back yeah so, it won't be able to come back to the same effect anyways no so what we have is he he's just he's he effectively has PTSD, okay? He thinks right now that Anakin's dead, all right? He killed Anakin, but he couldn't, like, kill him, right? He cut off his arm and his legs, and he left him to burn. He left him to die because he couldn't kill Anakin, now Vader, just straight up, right? He couldn't, like, just kill him with his lightsaber or anything, right? It, it would... it he just he couldn't do it right he couldn't bring himself to do it so for all intents and purposes right now darth vader's not alive darth vader is dead to him 
So we have a lot of like discussion. Um, like we we fast forward a little bit, and he goes to the Lars homestead, and he drops off this toy. It's like a little shuttle or something, and uh, it's it's a really cool scene because you know he's like just you you see how much it's affecting him i mean this guy's been in exile for a decade now he's not the kenobi he used to be he's just he's completely out of it you know he's he's has nothing right and it sickens him or it, you know it pains him to be living like this so who finds him so the jedi from the bar scene comes up and recognizes Obi-Wan and they of course have their little exchange um I guess the Jedi's looking for help or something yeah so by uh, this time I just want to let you know by the way at this time Kenobi is rerouted so when Palpatine initiated ex uh, you know executed order 66 Obi-Wan went into the temple with Yoda in the movie and he created a different message and it was like you know telling all the other Jedi like that are off world don't come back there is no more Jedi order the Jedi are done we've lost go in exile I just want to put that out there yeah you see it so, in Rebels too you'll see it in Rebels and things of oh, that nature yeah. I just wanted to I, yeah yeah. I, I enjoyed Rebels I've seen a little bit it, it does happen there but um yeah so then the Jedi's here he's asking for help it's like, oh, you you used to be this uh, great legendary Jedi. Uh, can't you do something? And he's like, no. Uh, just do yourself a favor. Hide that lightsaber in the deepest depths of the desert. Don't go back. Just uh, become a normal citizen. And just live your life as a normal person would. Basically, so, Obi-Wan has given up. Yeah, he's like, you know, and, and the guy's like, well, but we're Jedi. He's like, there is no more Jedi. We lost the war. The war is done. There is no more Jedi. It's over. Get over it, dude. And, and he just says like, now go do yourself a favor and just move on. <laughs> you know, yeah. effectively just move on, dude. Like it's done. I'll be honest. This was a little bit of a depressing episode, dude. It was it was the best thing though because it's it's kind it of was like, a really good episode, but yeah, it was so it, good. It, it yeah. was kind of depressing. So we kind of move on and we get our first interaction. He goes to work. He gets out of work because I mean he's working. He at least has a way of getting credits, right? And it seems like it's a job where he can you know kind of hang low, do what he needs to, make a little bit of money and survive just you know has something to do and also you know has a way of income you know it, it's fair so he we get our first interaction with owen and obi-wan and it's just dude it's master class okay like in my opinion owen walks over and 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 kenobi's at his at his um at his camel creature or whatever and owen just throws this toy at him and goes we don't want this we don't need you and obi-wan just looks up at him like wait what and he's like i'm not like trying to interfere i'm just trying to help in any way i can he's like we don't need your help and he's like well you understand owen that the deal is when he becomes of age he needs to be trained and owen's like yeah just like how you train his father right 
And it's like this, oh man. The biggest shutdown. Yeah. Because you, you realize, like, Kenobi failed, okay? He was weak. He failed. He couldn't finish the job. And because of that, it's all going to bite him in the behind sooner or later, right? And it's just magnificent. I mean, there's... I don't think they could have done this, like... They, this is just the best way I think they could have done it. Of course, any story could always be better. But this was, like almost as good as it gets like just yeah oh my goodness and to be completely honest it is very understandable how owen reacted to uh obi-wan here because he doesn't he doesn't really know the full story we of course as the audience do we know that anakin was impulsive stubborn went out on his own will that wasn't entirely obi-wan's fault and the whole but, idea, the whole idea is like if Mace Windu trained uh, trained Anakin, he wouldn't have fallen to the dark side. If it was anybody else that was more qualified, they probably would have done a better job than Obi Wan. And Obi Wan wasn't ready. Well, like you said, it didn't help that Anakin was so like just stubborn and and you know impulsive. Like you like you mentioned, it it doesn't help. He was so afraid because he wanted to save his wife that. He turned to the dark side because that was the only way he found he could fathom actually saving Padme. It was a rational feeler at first, but then it just became like she's not going to die. Um, you know, uh, until the, he kills her, it's like she. There's not really a reason to worry too much. I mean, people want to kill her because she's a senator, yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say? It's like Anakin kind of did this to himself in some way but go yeah ahead. go ahead i mean that's that's really all i, w I wanted to say owen doesn't know the full story so understandably he is upset at obi-wan for supposedly failing anakin it's just i don't know i i just felt like that was a sort of i guess relatable moment in a way very and it gets to a point where they're they're talking and Owen goes to walk away <laughs> and the Inquisitors arrive. Okay, so the Inquisitors this whole time have been scouting out this town. I don't really know. It's not Mos Eisley because we would know if it was Mos Eisley, but it's like a it's like a random town, right? And so could have been Mos Espa. It probably could have, but. Kenobi's just kind of like there and it's really like it's really suspenseful because literally all they had to do was walk into this little tunnel area where he's keeping his like mount creature thing and there he is I mean hiding behind a wall but there he is and so they, they come really close to actually capturing Kenobi a few times between these episodes and it's really interesting to see how he avoids them but they take Owen and the Ninth Sisters like, okay, there is a Jedi here. And at first it's implied, oh yeah, they're here for Kenobi. Well, it's her mission. She's taking it upon herself. She wants to find Kenobi. So what happens is Vader, following the events of Re Re Revenge of the Sith, Vader has all the knowledge and like all the cards in his hand. He knows Obi-Wan is alive. He doesn't know where Obi-Wan is, but he knows he's alive. And 
Obi-Wan doesn't know he's alive. He has a full army at his disposal. He is a tactical genius when it comes to fighting Jedi. He just, he has everything going for him. And Obi-Wan has nothing. The decks are stacked against Kenobi. So... These Inquisitors are like, yeah, we know about Kenobi. We've been looking for him for a decade. He's on the back burner right now. Right now, we're going to just focus on killing whatever Jedi we can find. It's fair, okay? But the ninth sister's like, no, I, I want to... Or no, I'm sorry, it's the third sister. The third sister's like, no, I want Kenobi. I want to impress Vader because I want Vader to be like, you're that, you're that fella. You're that person, right? So the Grand Inquisitor and everybody... Or no... No, it's not the Grand Inquisitor. He's off doing whatever. So the fifth brother and the third sister are like, okay, so there's a Jedi here. We know he's here. Where is he? And the third sister approaches Owen like, you might know where he is. Do you know of any Jedi? And Kenobi's just kind of over there like hiding. And and, and we kind of know like Owen just got done talking to Kenobi. (laughs) She's like, do you know where any Jedi are? And kind of taunting him and mocking him a little. And he, he's like, no, I despise the Jedi. And he genuinely does. He hates the Jedi. Like, he does not like the Jedi because of Anakin and all that stuff. So she's like, tell me where the Jedi is. And he's like, I don't know where any Jedi are. I hate Jedi. I'd probably kill them if they came to my farm or whatever. And, you know, I protect my family and I hate the Jedi. And so she's like, fair enough. If anybody in this town knows where a Jedi is... Tell me now, or I'm going to kill this man who hates Jedi. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> so she's going to kill Owen Lars. So Owen's like, just, you know, about to die. And the the fifth brother's like, no, we're going too far. You're going way too far with this. That's not how we're going to do things. Fair. So they leave, right? And Kenobi's like, thank you, Owen. And Owen's like, I didn't do it for you. Alright, so after Owen leaves, then it cuts to uh, the scene of... Alderaan. Yeah, it, it cuts to Alderaan, and um, yeah, there's his daughter and uh, these three servants uh, dressing up the daughter for some sort of ceremony or some sort of event. Come to find out, said daughter isn't actually the daughter. <laughs> it's a friend. <laughs> A uh, little girl played tricks on her mother, basically, and she's out exploring, having fun, doing whatever. Climbing so, trees. Yeah. Just yeah. Having Climbing trees. Got this cute little ladybug robot. Love that thing. It's adorable. <laughs> it is. But, um, yeah, so she's found out by her mother. Then it's revealed, oh, this little kid? That's Princess Leia. <laughs> and guess who they brought back? They brought back the, the wife, um... Like, so Miss Oregon, I don't know her name off the top of my head. And they brought back, I believe his name's Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy Smiths! Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy Smiths. The guy that played Bail Organa in, in, like, the prequels. They brought him back, which was really cool to see him, too. So you have Owen, you have, um, you know, all these characters. You have Owen, you have Baru, you have Kenobi, you have... Bale and his wife. You have the Inquisitors from the from There's the a good you know, cast of characters in this. Yeah, from from Rebels. It's it's just it's yeah. everything's working and coming together. It's continuity. We're coming back, baby, and we're combining really we're combining two eras of Star Wars into one right now. It's 
just magnificent. But go ahead. I mean, it is between episodes three and four, so... It is. I mean... Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Princess Leia is now being brought back to whatever they're supposed to be doing. But because of the stubborn little brat that she is, um, she has to prepare for this event, changing her clothes into speeder when oh, when they're going there. Um, cut to the actual event now, I believe. Um, yes. A little bit of a, a little close to home moment, but like <laughs> this one politician approached the other. I just I just find this funny, but like he's talking about like we've got these problems, like we've got slavery, we've got to feed um, people who aren't getting food. Dude's like I didn't come here to end slavery. <laughs> I've come here to eat your food. It's like what a jerk this guy is. He's yeah, an absolute twit. He's just but if that isn't politicians in a nutshell, it really kind of is. And you texted me, I think, at this moment, like, oh yes, dude, Leia, Leia just leans. Yeah, this is this is a great moment. So, um, <laughs> Leia had said hello to her cousin, but her cousin didn't respond back after the whole like little politician thing or whatever. <laughs> uh, Leia joins her siblings in a little. Or at a little table and they're talking her cousin says something really off color towards Leia it's like you're not a real Organa yeah specifically calling out that Leia is adopted. adopted yeah and I even have in my notes here uh quote or open quote not even a real Organa end quote shut the heck up <laughs> Then immediately after that, Leia goes on a whole thing about how this kid's just completely insecure, trying to impress his daddy so that he'll get his favor. And the next note I have is, Leia shut him the heck up. <laughs> Leia shut him down, bro. And and it's like, it's established that because Luke and Leia are twins, they're both 10 years old at this time, right? So... There, yeah. she is beyond her years, and it's very wonderfully depicted as that. She is um, very mature for her age. Yes, and and then you have on the flip side, you have Luke, who's kind of. I mean, he's not immature, but you have him like on the on the like entrance to the their dune or whatever yeah. their house. He's he's still got a bit of a child in him. Yeah, he's like pretending he's a he's a racer, like a, a pilot. Star fighter. Yeah. And so it's really like that. it's really adorable to see these kids growing up and kind of how different they really are, even though they are twins. And we we obviously were gonna get that in episode four where they're gonna show that Leia is of course the princess on a quote diplomatic mission to Alderaan and Vader's gonna be like, No you're not get 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 her in the prison, whatever and, and yeah. so, you know, things of that nature. But it's beautiful to see how, how, yeah, how, just the family dynamic. Yeah, um, Luke's parents wanting him to just grow up as as a normal kid, as a farmer. But then Leia's parents wanting him to, or wanting her, my bad, to grow up as a politician. It, it's it's really, a senator. Yeah, it's really interesting to see that. Like Leia has his life of luxury and Luke's just kinda happy with what he has, you know? And it's it's just it's so interesting to see both kids like raised in different elements. I just I really like that. And it's really feels like it's kinda nudged and shown and displayed in such a great but you know, way. 
On top of that, you know how Luke always had this sort of wanderlust? Yeah. Like, like he wanted to get out there and explore? Similar to his You father. see that in Leia as well. Oh, yeah. When she's climbing trees and running around the forest and things she's of like that nature. looking at all these starships, naming them out. She doesn't want this life of high-stress political BS. She wants to live her own life. And it's done beautifully. Both kids, they just want to be more than what their parents want them to be. And it's just, it's so it's done so well. And of course... To be fair, that, that's pretty much how it is in real life, too. Like, yeah. And of, and of course, you also get the scene... Um, we're gonna I'm going to kind of break the sequence here. But you do get that scene where Kenobi goes to the Lars homestead before he gives that gift at, and like in the middle of the night and that Jedi finds him. He's just watching Luke with these like binoculars or whatever. Just like watching him. And it's like, that is everything that this show, you know, or at least that this character is right now. It's just watching Luke. And I was thinking as this episode was progress. Well, I'll save that actually for, for episode two specifically. So the end game here is that wrapping this up, it's again, it's more of an episode bringing back you know, everybody reintroducing this character after all this time, right? And so the, the, the main takeaway from this is that Leia is once again wandering in the forest, and this is a whole different day, and, well, actually, no, I think it's actually the same day, um, mind you, and she gets kidnapped. And so Bail Organa reaches out to Kenobi, and he goes, after all this time, you're the only person that I can count on. Regardless of the fact that if you come out of exile, everybody's going to know who you are. You're the one person that I can count on. Yoda, we don't know where he is. Yoda's gone. Yoda has nothing to do here. And it's not even mentioned. It's just, Kenobi, we need you. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We need you. You know, kind of, <laughs> not you're my only home. Yeah. We need you right now. Really bad. Bad well, to be fair, at that, at that point, yeah, he is their only hope. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> bad people took my daughter, you know damn well who she is, get over here. And Kenobi's like, nah, man, I can't, I, I gotta watch Luke. And and very fair. So Bail Organa shows up in Kenobi's house and he goes, look, man. And Kenobi's like, whoa, you shouldn't be here, Jimmy, Jimmy Smits, <laughs> Bail Organa. And he's like, nah man i'm here and he's like well you shouldn't be here you wacko and organa's like well if you're not gonna help then you know we're this is for nothing i mean i need you to help and kenobi's like all right well maybe so he goes to the middle of the desert and <laughs> i love this show he goes to the middle of the desert and he takes out a shovel and he starts to dig and eventually he hits a box. He opens the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? It's his and his master's lightsaber. No. No? Or his and Anakin's? Yes. It's his lightsaber okay. and what's going to become Luke's lightsaber. Just together in a box in the middle of the desert. And that's kind of where it ends. I mean, you know, he gets on this ship and he's like really thinking about it, really hesitant. And the girl, this girl's like, are you coming? And he goes, oh, and you see him hesitate for a moment. Because, you know, if he leaves this planet, he's effectively leaving Luke wide open. The only good thing that he has going for him is that nobody really knows that 
who Luke is or where Luke is, right? Nobody that of, of the Empire really seems to know, and that's probably for the best. That's the only reason why Kenobi's able to do this. And even then, he knows it's not a good idea. But he needs to go. And by the way, Leia got captured by... I don't know if you noticed this or not. You like Nick Cage, right? Uh. <laughs> well, did you know there's a Nick Cage connection in this movie? <laughs> or this show? The guy I that, somehow had a feeling. The guy that kidnapped Leia? He was a national treasure too. <laughs> I couldn't Cage. quite put my finger on it, but I had a feeling. <laughs> so there. <laughs> of course, okay. you'd be able to make that connection as well. <laughs> I know, man. I love oh, Nick Cage. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm surprised we didn't mention this. Yes, but um, there's there's a huge moment in the in this basically movie. It's an hour long. Like, come on, it kind of is. But it really, kind of yeah. As as Obi Wan was walking through the streets of what I assume is probably Mos Espa, mm-hmm. there's that one scene where we find that other Jedi. Oh yeah. So they've they've hung this dude up. Go ahead. Well, you go ahead and say it. Here's my question: Was it them who did it, or was it self-inflicted? He's strung up, hanging off this bridge, and it's kind of like a statement of, "You see what's going to happen if you hide things from us," you know. And they even threaten, like the Inquisitors, like we're gonna cut your hands off if you don't tell us where they where the Jedi are. So that way, then every time you reach for something, you think of us and the mistake you made. And it's like, man, these people are ruthless. I mean, I'm, I'm just praying that we don't get this stupid helicopter lightsaber nonsense that we got from Rebels. I can handle the spinning, spinning lightsabers, but I can't handle the helicopter blades, okay? So let's move into episode two. And, and but, but, but to answer your question, was it self-inflicted or not? I think that they did it, the Inquisitors did it, as a way of, like a, like a symbol to the people. But... I would be intrigued to see if it was self-inflicted because he effectively had to give up hope, you know? So yeah, is he, you know, and the whole thing is here is Jedi are weak. Their compassion is what's going to do them in, right? So if we just wait them out, they won't be able to resist and they'll have to come out and show compassion. So what happens is in episode two, um, we get it, this is an episode where it's effectively Kenobi goes and he's on a rescue mission, right? So the whole thing takes place on this planet, and it starts with a D. I forgot what it was called. I don't know if you caught it or not. It's not Coruscant, but it's like the underground of Coruscant. It's like really similar yeah. to Coruscant, right? And so he's running around in this city or whatever and it's like nighttime you know obviously so it's like yes yeah oh gosh the opening like uh like transition or whatever you call it it looks like um it looks like they took inspiration from like uh neon city streets of like tokyo or something i love that yeah it's wonderful it was beautiful yeah he he's arriving there he gets off this ship and his first order of business is all right we gotta find leia I don't know how exactly he knows where Leia is, but he's kind of, I guess, given these coordinates or something. I have a couple questions regarding this episode in particular um, that really kind of caught me as like a, wait, how? How do they know this? But I'll we can make theories at the end of this. So this yeah. whole thing is 
he's there to rescue Leia. He goes undercover in this lab. He blows up like a little glass thing or whatever, and he's walking through. And um, you know, you know, these two people are like, "Hey, you know, you're not supposed to be here." Because he takes a badge off of somebody. He goes into this, you know, hallway or whatever. The door closes behind him, and these guys come out. And they're like, "You're not supposed to be here." And he's like oh, my bad, you know, or whatever. And they go, yeah, buddy, turn around, go the other way. So he yeah. starts walking back, and then he just beats them up. And they get yeah. a few so, hits on him. Go ahead. Pretty much what was happening up to this point was Obi-Wan just going around getting leads off of uh, people from the streets. That um, that glass jar that you spoke about, that was a, um, that was a jar of spice that yeah. this one dealer uh, gave him after he's... After he's like, uh, I could use some information. I'm looking for a girl. But she's like, eh, she's gone. Here, take this. A few more <laughs> of those and you'll forget all about her. That she yeah. even existed. Yeah. And so for those of you, again, if you don't know, Spice is really just like drugs. It's in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just drugs. It's drugs. So he got like cocaine or whatever from this girl. Okay. So. <laughs> so free sample. Oh, he was walking around with some free cocaine. Okay. <laughs> and so. <laughs> When you put it that way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so, kind of funny. So he was walking around with some free cocaine, and these guys, you know, try to wail on him. And what's really cool, and I love this scene, he actually gets beat up pretty bad. And I yeah, mean, it's either he's not able to use the force as well as he used to, or he's just suppressing it to try and well, keep low still yeah, he, somehow. So he, so the whole thing is because the the Sith and the Jedi can kind of sense each other, you know, flashback to episode six when Vader and, and Luke are facing off and Vader's like walking around, like sensing Luke and he's like your sister and kind of taunting him and getting in his head. And then he feels the anger. So it's, it's kind of in, in almost a little similar in the sense that, you know, they can feel like they, they sense can, a disturbance in the force. That is like the, perfect line they can feel so it's it's almost like when i turn on my phone and now my my parents can track me on my phone it's kind of how it is i guess in a way you know he's just he's trying to suppress it because he doesn't want to use it unless he has to right and because he hasn't used it in forever in such a long time we're talking 10 years he you know that and he's out of practice with his lightsaber so it's really a matter of you know he just he's so out of practice and because of that and also the fact that he's getting older it's really taking a toll on him you know and i think it's one of those things where he may have been practicing in the eu comic there's an eu comic where he you know it's pretty much this but he does stay on world and i thought that i was praying that's what they were going to do but i guess this works too i mean i thought that the whole leia thing was a good way to kind of get him off world i don't want to see him off world for too long though because this needs to be brief, but at least, you know, get him moving. So I guess it's, I'll, I'll let it slide. I want to see where it goes. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess given how short the series is probably going to be anyways, probably like six episodes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's fair, I guess. But uh, this episode is just incredible. So he gets brought in by the dude from National Treasure 2. He's like, yeah, I found you, Kenobi. You didn't think we'd find you, but we did. And the whole thing was a trap. And it was our plan the whole time for you to come over here and rescue Leia. 
I wanted to know how they knew who Leia was and how they thought capturing Leia was going to bring out. Yeah, Kyrie. that's my big question but, as well. But we'll 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 theorize here in a minute, uh, or here in, after this episode, if we're done with our quick recap. So they're like, yeah, we we had you the whole time. You're so predictable, Kenobi. And Kenobi's like, uh huh. So he has like a bloody nose because they were wailing on him in the hallway. And I think he took these two guys out, but a few more people came in and like held him up against the wall. And the dude from National Treasure's like, yeah, we found you, Kenobi. And the the third sister's gonna be so happy to hear and see that you see you and know that you're here. And we're gonna make some money and blah blah blah. And Kenobi's like, all right, cool, what. Whatever. So he grabs this spice and he like, or he, somehow he freezes his hands and then he grabs this spice and he slams it on the, on the, on the ground and it starts like smoking up the room and everybody's getting high and he's like, has this gas mask cause he walked in with like a gas mask on. And so he walks out of the room, he finds Leia, boom, boom, boom. We're good. We're golden. Let's go. So, you know, Hey princess, I'm here to rescue you. Feels like a little, you know, in some ways, I think one can attribute to to episode four. So, what happens from here? I'm tired of carrying you, Matt. So, <laughs> what from, happens from here? Well, yeah, I was actually technically I was supposed to be the carry here. You always this is carry episode me. Two. You, always... you did episode one. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. From here on, um, Obi Wan is trying to navigate the city streets with Leia. Obviously, keeping a low profile because now, um, after the Inquisitors ha- have came, uh, they find out that Obi-Wan has escaped. So they're like, hey, uh, yeah, we need to put a huge bounty on this Jedi. All right. Send in all the bounty hunters or thugs or whatever that you can. This guy needs to get caught. So, yeah, <laughs> Obi-Wan and Leia are just trying to hide from... The bounty hunters are hunting him down. Leia, the annoying little kid that she is, keeps talking. And, oh my gosh. I I was honestly so annoyed. (laughs) Like, there's a reason that Obi-Wan is trying to keep a low profile here. But she just does not understand that. It really puts you in Kenobi's shoes. It really does make you, like, put you in Kenobi's shoes. Like, this whiny little brat is just continuing to ask questions uh-huh. and she's like well if you're not going to use the force and specifically saying yeah like specifically saying oh you're a jedi why don't you use the force why don't you make me float <laughs> like a butterfly i want to float <laughs> that would put them in huge danger yeah but somehow she doesn't understand that <laughs> like Oh my god. You rescued me, yeah, you <laughs> old man. But you know, freaking there's the fly. I'm going for it again, Matt. Let's see if I can do this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Use the no. force. Oh! I think Got I him. knocked him out of the air. Blocked by James. Oh my goodness. If he keeps flying around, then I didn't get him. Why are you fly? I hope you did. Die, fly, die. Alright, go ahead. <laughs> Right. So yeah, this stupid kid, this absolute buffoon, is putting them in danger. <laughs> I could way, go on a huge rant. I feel like there's our kids. Re- you know what? No, I shouldn't say that because obviously our kids some really kids are stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I said it for you. Yeah. Any, anyways, yeah. Notice? So they get 
Oh, keep what? going. I was just going to say, did you notice the part where he walked by those two stormtroopers? And you'd think, like, the Galactic Empire, yes! the god of everything, Why who's, did like, I forget about knows this? everything to ever be ever ever, would probably recognize Obi-Wan Kenobi. Former clones of the Galactic Republic do not recognize Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know, I just thought that was a little... You know, that's when he arrives on the planet. Here's like, the thing as well, I almost forgot. I, I don't know if this is before... Actually, no, this had to be before he found Leia, but there was that one uh, former stormtrooper with the blue paint on his armor. You know who I thought that was? I thought Rex? That was, I thought that was Captain Rex. I mean, he has the beard yeah. and everything. And I was like, Rex? Is that you? Because he can fit in. So it's like... They're that... probably going to bring him back at some point, too. Yeah, and I think I saw a thing online where, like, because everybody's trying to get all over this, uh, you know, while it's popular, while it's hot. It's just how the internet is. But it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, we think, you know, we know who it is. I'm like, I don't care who it is. Mostly because I didn't see the episode yet. But also, I just, uh. So I, I like it when, when you can kind of make your own connections, you know. Don't treat the audience like a bunch of idiots. Let them make their own connections. But yeah. I was just like, you know, and, and that's kind of that that leads us into this next part where, you know, they're they're going to be running around a lot and he's going to be chasing after Leia. So we'll get into that now. But I have a whole thing with this. So go ahead. I have like a whole rant I need to do real quick when, when it, oh, the time is boy. right. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I just. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, we forgot to uh, to mention the whole fake Jedi thing, too. Oh yeah, yeah. He goes and he's like looking for you know while he's while he's walking around, he's like I'm looking for you know some some my daughter my 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 daughter ran off and I need to find her and that's when the Spice Girls like hey well she's probably gone you're probably never gonna see her again it happened to me it's probably gonna happen to you blah 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 gets the free cocaine yeah gets the free coke (laughs) free Star Wars drugs or this kid comes up and and is like hey I can lead you to a Jedi he helps people. And he's like, Jedi, they're all dead though. I it's thought like, uh, the kids, yeah, yeah. And I, I <laughs> thought they were gonna really like maybe. I, I don't know why I thought Windu at first. I really don't know why, but I was like, okay, possibly whatever. because of the setting. Yeah, I was like, whatever, okay. And it's the dude from Eternals, like the Indian guy from Eternals, and he's like using magnets and stuff, and I really like that because yeah, I was like, yes. It's- People are faking it's it. It's very obvious. Wait, no, I didn't kill the fly. Fucking get him. Gotcha. Ha. Woo. I did it. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're going to leave that in. <laughs> Take that, flies. <laughs> Congratulations. You learned how to use the force. Thank you. That fly is going to remain there until the episode. As in the force that's required to kill a fly. To wield a fly swatter. That is my weapon of choice now. A fly swatter. Good job. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah. Kid brings him to the Jedi. And um, we're watching him as he does his whole, like, theatrics. It's very obvious that he's a fake Jedi. It is. So obvious. Nobody and else knows or catches on except Kenobi in the audience. Everybody it's... knows it's fake. I was disgusted with this guy. <laughs> like, come on. He's using... You're potentially leading on these people, p- 
posing as a false Jedi. He's extorting people for ridiculous amounts of money. We're talking like 750 credits to get on a ship to get off planet. That's probably a lot. For like a force sensitive kid who, I mean, I get it, but like, you know, they're trying to hide and get away from the Empire. But like, really, dude, they're broke. And you want $750 to get them off. And he's like, trying oh, yeah. to do good deeds, but extorting people for money. Ridiculous. That's like, he's the top look of Star Wars right now. Okay. Everybody hates him because of that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's just hey, ridiculous. at least Tom Nook, um, correct? No, at least this guy doesn't threaten to break your kneecaps. <laughs> Wait, what? Tom Nook threatens to what? I don't know. It was it was a whole meme. Oh, I was about to say, my goodness, <laughs> Tom Nook's standing over there with a baseball bat. Like, I mean, mm. with the amount of money that uh, that uh, you have to pay the guy, it wouldn't be a stretch to assume he runs some sort of mafia. <laughs> This guy is found out be, by Obi Wan, yeah. who's like, "You're using Obi Wan confronts on, so yeah, it's obvious you're a fake." Yeah. Um, you have a remote. Kind of deserved, but Obi Wan pulls a gun on him to to get <laughs> you know, the information they need. He takes the minutes out of his gloves. He takes the the remote out of his pocket. He's like, "This is all fake. I know how the Jedi work, and in my experience." Rats like you know all there is to know about the sewers, and that's how he gets in to the yeah. to the to save Leia. So now yeah, we're, this is this is how he gets there to that point. Yeah. So then we fast forward to the part where Leia is with Obi Wan, and what happens? Because this is where I'm going to go on my yeah. So, so then they uh, they turn down this hallway. There's a bounty hunter. Um, Obi Wan shoots him. Leia's like, who is that? And he's like, the bounty hunter. This is why we're trying to lay low, you idiot child. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so they try to uh, to keep a low profile in this uh, alleyway. And uh, honestly, I was a little sad, kind of, because Leia pulled out the little uh, robot bug that she had. It was destroyed when she was trying to escape herself. But, I don't know. I just like that little robot. It is cute. Anyways. So, yeah, this is when Leia starts questioning if Obi-Wan actually is a Jedi or not. Because he hasn't completely been honest or saying much about it. But, I mean, there's a reason. Jedi are being hunted and all that. And she just... <laughs> Again, does not understand the <laughs> the severity of the situation they're in. Again, you stupid child. So what does she do? She runs away. She she starts running. She's booking it. She's like, well, yeah. they're looking for so, you. You're actually, safe. the reason she runs away is because uh, one of the or the bounty hunter that was taken out, uh, their little. Um, a hollow communicator, whatever it is. It's like a puck from from Mandalorian. Yeah, is what it like, like the, is. It's like a puck. It was called a fob. Yeah, but either like way, yeah, it it shows the face of Obi Wan, and now he's, of course, a wanted criminal on this planet. People are. I mean, it's been obvious at this point that he's been hunted down. But Leia sees that and starts questioning, "Are you actually evil?" Get away from me. You're gross. <laughs> and she starts running. This is where I have and a so, severe problem. Okay. So Kenobi is public enemy number one. He has an 
absolutely extraordinary amount of money that has been put out to find him, to capture him, and to bring him in alive. Everybody wants him. Everybody knows about him now. It's like an APB has been put out for Kenobi, all right, for Ben Kenobi. So at this point, everybody's after him. What does he do? He decides, I'm going to chase after Leia with my hood down. With my face completely revealed. Why? Why no. not? So I had That was a, my biggest complaint about that too. I had like, a, come I, on, because dude. I mean I know words like spreading and I so I try to attribute it to okay, well they're just they're they're trying to move as fast as possible and so they're running and after they run by, people are finding out perhaps. But it really aggravated me because it's like People are looking for you, dude. You're number one. Everybody's looking for you. Why are you not masking yourself, you weirdo? But then it's like, well, yeah, but if he masks himself, people are going to probably notice him even more because he's chasing after a child with, you know, a mask on or whatever, trying to, for all intents and purposes, yeah. we probably think she, he's trying to kill her. So I don't know. That was the side point that I had for myself as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, come on, know. Ben, you got to be better. But okay. I mean, I guess we're all learning. So whatever. So she gets to a rooftop and the third sister is doing her best Batman impression on the rooftops. Looking She's around, not really doing so well. Yeah. She doesn't have the cake. Watching around, you know, just, hey, they're going to come to me eventually or something's going to happen. I'll go investigate, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, the Grand Inquisitor, who has happened to just show up after all this time, is like, oh, what's happening? I want a garrison in the hour around all the transport, spaceports and everything. Kenobi's here. I know he's here. We're going to find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this. And then the, the, the fifth brother comes over. And he's like, but sir... The third sister and all her infinite wisdom has put out an APB for him. And he's like, oh my god, this 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 chick. So, <laughs> so he's like, well, this is just so stupid. I'll deal with her. So the guy's like, okay. And so he just disappears for the rest of the episode or whatever, I guess. And so the, the, the third sister's like, I don't want anybody else to know about it. I, I only want you reporting to me and me only. I want Kenobi. I'm coming for him. You know, he's mine. Everybody get out of the way. So, go ahead. So... I'll even... I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll even let you say the best part of the whole episode. Alright? Go ahead. Oh, boy. This is your so, time, Matt. Take us home. <laughs> My time to shine. Yes. Alright. If you forgot so this, now... I'm going to flip. Okay? I'm going to throw a chair at you. Like, we're in the movie Whiplash. Okay, if you forgot anything. <laughs> Alright, so Obi-Wan and Leia are, of course, uh, still having their little moment. Uh, they reach the rooftops and are just, uh, like, you know, running. <laughs> just running. Come or Suddenly, uh, out from the corner on the next rooftop over, there's a sniper shooting at Obi-Wan now. And for some reason, not really interested in Leia at all. <laughs> not at uh, all. <laughs> he has um, he has Obi Wan pins down behind like uh, some ventilation thing or whatever. Now more bounty hunters converging onto their location as well, and they're all shooting at Obi Wan. I guess they really don't have to care about Leia. They just want the money. 
But yeah. Obi-Wan uh finally takes out a few of the of the dudes and he's like looking back at Leia cuz she's at the ledge of the building um screaming at her, "Don't do it. Don't jump." She eventually does jump and then he goes over to the, uh, to the ledge. She's hanging on a clothing line by one hand. Uh, of course she slips and starts falling. But then Obi-Wan finally reaches out with the Force. And um, levitates her down to safety. Like she always wanted to. <laughs> like a like a, like a butterfly. I want to fly! <laughs> yeah, I want to fly! I want to float! <laughs> you stupid kid. <laughs> Here, I'll, so, show yeah. you, I'll show you how to float. <laughs> Jump off <Yeah>. this building. <laughs> I think Leia knows that the Jedi exists now and that he is a real one. Yeah, she's she has this whole face like is like, oh my gosh, he really is a Jedi. <laughs> like you stupid brat. <laughs> I will never get over Leia from this episode. <laughs> uh, Can't was, wait to have kids, can you, Matt? Bad. No, I don't want kids. <laughs> After this? Or just in general? Just in general. Oh, okay. Just making <laughs> Sorry. sure. Just making sure. Is this the show that finally did it? <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Um, Obi-Wan somehow reaches the ground floor in, like, five seconds. <laughs> He's Kenobi, bro. He can do that, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they reunite and uh, leave to... Okay, so, yeah. Uh, that guy who was a fake Jedi? Um, I believe this happened before the whole chase thing, but... No, it happened... Actually... No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it happened before the whole chase scene. Um, they had caught up with Obi-Wan first before the other bounty hunters could get to them. Uh, I was not trusting of this guy at first, but it turns out he's actually a good guy. He just likes extorting people for money for good deeds. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> like, you're still not a good person, but at least you're helping. But yeah, so he tell he, he actually told Obi-Wan and Leia to find his accomplice to get off world. This is the point in which they get to that, um, you know, to wherever they need to to get off planet. Uh, hello, here comes the third sister. <laughs> and she's angry. She's ticked, bro. She's absolutely pissed. Oh, by the way, I, by the way, I don't know if you caught this or not, but when they, when they reach that little, like, shuttle bay area or whatever, the, the cargo, whatever it's called... Kenobi like looks at Leia and goes, "You remind me of somebody that I once knew a long time ago." Yeah. And she was just as, you know, insistent and just as mature, stubborn, stubborn and everything. And I'm not stubborn. You she, are. <laughs> I'm not. And she and, and she was just a really cool person and um she was a senator. And you're like dang bro like yes and it's just yeah. such a cool little like hey you know here you go i don't know like just such a great moment like 
he doesn't say you remind me of your mother, but like we oh, we know. Friend. But yeah, we know. But, she doesn't, but we do. Yeah. So go ahead. This is the scene so, yeah. that I think everybody flipped out about. Go ahead. The big reveal. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. All right. So Obi Wan and Leia um, are hiding behind all these crates and stuff in the shuttle air, or shuttle bay. As the third sister is menacingly walking towards them, lightsaber drawn. And she's, of course, going on her little monologue. Um, As every good villain does and should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leia gets to, I believe it was the ship. Uh, Obi-Wan gave her, like, a little device or whatever to plug into the thing. Lights turn on and all that. Um, Obi-Wan is still trying to hide. But, of course... The f- uh, his fear betrays him. She can sense it. She's bloodthirsty. Ugh, one of those kinds of people. <sighs> but yeah. As she's tracking him down through the power of the dark side of the force, she reveals the name Darth Vader. She specifically said, like, uh, I don't know, something along the lines of if I capture you, Darth Vader would be pleased or something. Yeah. And then, oh, you didn't know? Anakin Skywalker is still alive. And you, oh my goodness, th- when when they deliver that line, the camera is just focused on Ewan McGregor's face because he's, he, he's just a phenomenal choice. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but you see Kenobi's reaction and he is just horrified. He is so shocked because like like we like we you know like we established earlier in the episode he assumed that Anakin's Anakin dead. was dead. Yeah. So to find this out is like oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's like an entire revelation to him. A it is. scary, absolutely terrifying realization. That guy that I left to die did not die. Like, I, the, the, the one time I couldn't finish the job, and now it's returned to bite me a decade His later. His past has come back to haunt me. Yes. So, who walks in at this perfect moment? Not the Grand Inquisitor. Than the Grand Inquisitor. And what does he <laughs> yeah. do? He looks at the third like, sister and I... goes, Listen here, you twit. All right. I was going to do this, and this was my plan, and I told you to back off. And she goes, you know what? Shut up. Stabs him in the chest. <laughs> and says, now I'm yep. in control. So get off my back. So he effectively passes out. I mean, I don't think he can die because he died in Rebels, but I we'll come back to that. I don't want to yeah, ruin the momentum here. Third, si- <laughs> third sister betrays the Grand Inquisitor, stabs him through the chest. And I will say, um, kind of a stupid move there. You probably could have actually used his help. Yeah. I mean, he is, after I mean, all, yeah, Obi-Wan is right there. You can literally surround him. He's like, she, and she literally, when he walks in, she goes, he's right there. He's right there. I got him. He's right here. Shut up. Get off my back for a minute. He's right there. I got him. I mean, oh. here's the thing. Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> just going to say this once, deserved. 
deserve to, yeah, die. Because she, she literally had him right there. Yeah. She was going to get him, but then the Inquisitor's Inquisition had screwed everything up. See, here's, the, here's her weakness, right? So here's the problem, all right? There's two issues, but I want you to finish the episode real quick, and then I want to get into this. Yeah. So. Kenobi. So yeah, third the third sister stabs the Grand Inquisitor. Kenobi um, escapes with Leia. Like they they get off, and it's like yeah, goodbye. We're out of here. Peace. But as they're taking off, Kenobi like blacks out, or not blacks out, but like can't like he's just the shock factor hits him, and yeah. everything goes like quiet and all you hear is like leia going are you okay so like you know obi-wan are you okay and then <laughs> we get the, the, the moment you've all been waiting for vader is in a bacta tank okay and they brought hayden christensen back he's in a bacta <sighs> tank he's got the respirator on and all you hear is just the inhale and then the exhale boom yeah. cut to black and actually I, I got something to say about that. I Dude. was actually in a voice call with a couple of friends of mine. Um, they knew I was watching this episode and they kind of had a little bit of my life reaction to it. Dude. I legitimately, when that episode ended, I was like, that is a power move of an ending. Dude, it's like the best. This is why I don't watch things when they're released like this. Okay, this is why I binge stuff. But dude, that was like the ace in their sleeve, right? So this, this oh, whole yeah. series was that ace was in their sleeve. But like that the was card like, flurry of a magician. That was like, hey, we're we're playing this card now. The time is now. Let's do it. So we're going to be getting Vader in probably mo- for the most part the rest of this series. Just moments of like maybe a hallucination or something. Obi Wan's going to have PTSD. Now here here's what aggravated me. Okay, here's a few nitpicks. First and foremost. The Grand Inquisitor is... I want to get the little thing out of the way first. The Grand Inquisitor dies in Rebels, all right? He dies, I think, at the end of Season 1, right? I don't know how he can be alive and also die, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps he is the Grand Inquisitor's brother or an, the same species or another Grand Inquisitor, right, who, like, looks like him. I don't, I don't know how else to explain Because if you look, if you pull up the image... In Rebels, he has like these eye things, you know what I mean? Like these eye red eye yeah. tattoos. So I think it's got to be somebody else, or he comes back, or maybe like he gets saved because he does have a whole army at his command. So it is probable that the the wound that the third sister inflicted was not fatal, or at least not too fatal or fatal enough, like not as sudden. Here's what here's the big elephant in the room. Okay. How does she know who Anakin is? And that is my big question as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so so my oh. theory is this, okay? When Order 66 happened and Anakin now, you know, donning the new oh, title wait. of Darth Vader, walks into the Jedi Temple, everybody saw Anakin, right? All the Jedi saw Anakin. But he became Vader, right? He he donned the new title of Darth Vader. So what I'm wondering is perhaps she knew who Anakin was prior and she knew that he turned into Vader. The only issue is in continuity. I, if, and correct me, anybody who knows star Wars, like 
as crazy as you know i or as we do correct me on this go right ahead feel free to uh write us in we want to hear from you so i'm wondering if because vader at the at the time of the original trilogy four five and six nobody really knew who anakin skywalker was it was like okay anakin was dead he died in order 66 in the line of battle in the line of duty right you know vader killed him whatever blah 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 but I think some people kind of still know, and we don't really see the Inquisitors in the original trilogy. So I'm, 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 I'm wondering if perhaps they get killed off or something. I don't, because eventually Vader can't know where Kenobi was this whole time, right? Because that would ruin the meeting in Episode Four. Yeah. So I'm wondering if perhaps Vader has like a kill switch or something and is going to exterminate him, the Inquisitors, when he thinks that they've done their job. I just don't really know that they're loyal to the Empire, but it's like a rumor, right? If I tell you something and you're not as accountable as I think you are, you're going to tell somebody else and then that person's going to tell somebody else, somebody else. So, you know, and the clones, they... they they age rapidly so because they have to manufacture them in a lab and then get them on the battlefield as, as quick as possible so the clones are going to be phased out by the empire or by the time of a new hope right or um yeah yeah by the time of a new hope definitely by the end of return of the jedi i mean rex is still alive but he's old as heck you know in return of the jedi we see him briefly but i don't know that's just my little thing is it's like how, how, how can we, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Like, and how is it that they knew that capturing Leia would bring out Kenobi? Those are just a few plot holes that I had an issue with. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Like, I mean, the one thing about potentially knowing who Anakin uh, was these are former Jedi mm-hmm. that have turned evil? That's why they're the Inquisitors. Yes, but yeah, you you do bring up some good points there. Cause cause he he's wearing the suit, and he, I mean he goes by the same title as Darth Vader, and he's wearing but he's wearing a different suit now. Like he's wearing a suit. He's he's a more machine than man now, so to speak. You know, as they say. Yeah. So it's more of like. We can recognize him simply by name, but not by face for obvious reasons. But I, I just, I really don't know. Overall, this is the series right here. Okay, so this is, I'm going to say right now, this is better than Boba Fett. And this is edging out Mandalorian just by a hair too. If, if, if not, it's on par. I can't put Mandalorian above this. And I can't put this, I mean, I, I could put this above Mandalorian, but I think they're almost equally as good for very different reasons, right? I have a lot of nostalgia. My era of Star Wars was the prequel era. So for me, that kind of just sticks out more. But Boba Fett, good series. Mandalorian, great series. Obi-Wan, <laughs> just as great as the Mandalorian, if not maybe a little bit better. What say you, though, about this? I, God, I can't. I don't know. Because, like, The Mandalorian was also really good. Mm-hmm. In fact, I loved it to the point where if I'm playing Lego Star Wars, I'm pretty much always playing as The Mandalorian. 
I have the oh, character yeah. pack. Oh yeah, dude. I we're playing more Lego Star Wars. We never finished it. We're gonna finish that game. Yeah, I'm gonna play. Yeah, it. we gotta finish it. We're I, gonna. I'm gonna not play gonna finish it for the free. final episodes. Yeah, we we're gonna play it for free. I'm going to your house and we're playing that game yeah. eventually. We're doing it again soon, dude. Star Wars night. I hell yeah, man. <laughs> I'm down. This series is something that I'm so happy that Disney finally said caved in, said okay, we're gonna do it, and they got you and back. They got Baru, everybody. I have all these notes here, but a lot of what we've said today is mostly kind of just on my notes. You know, I mean, maybe some of it isn't, of course, but like, I don't know. I just I think this series could really do something it could really go somewhere my issue is it's a limited series and of course we don't need a whole like five seasons of Ewan McGregor back as Kenobi but I just don't want them to get too carried away with having Kenobi off world he needs to get back to Tatooine as soon as possible and it's established now my concern is that by episode six he'll just be getting back and that yeah, I will say, um, honestly, I don't know if it, would it actually be better if it was just simply the one season where we see what Kenobi's up to off world and see how he develops into his final figure of Ben Kenobi? What do you mean? Like have this, have two seasons and this season he's making that transition. I think by the end of this series, he will be old Ben or at least yeah very like on the doorstep of old ben that's I guess, probably the direction that they're going yeah but i guess what i'm trying to say is if we do a season two and again this is what you know i'm like come on disney be be bold enough to do a season two with a couple more shows you know moon knight yeah. perhaps but definitely you know with star wars we're getting a Mandalorian season two. I think that's the only season two that I know of that we're getting right now. That and the Bad Batch and a sequel to oh, I'm so Jedi Bad Batch. Fallen Order. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to. I'm going to have to now. I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just don't want to see him off world too much. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll allow this. Like, I'm fine with this, you know, with allowing him, you know, he has to protect Leia. But, and it's pointed out in episode one, that's your job, Bale. I can't help that you failed. You came short. Now, I get it, but, like, I don't know. You get what I'm trying to say? I just don't want to have, like, a fifth yeah. episode where he's... No, I, I understand what you're saying. Just gets back to episode six, and Luke's all finding, you know, finding Dandy, and it's like, oh, yeah. you know. I just... We need to see more of him protecting Luke, but I'm open to yeah. seeing this to the end. Um especially with the, this being the first two episodes, it could go anywhere and anything could happen. Um, yeah, that, that is the thing as well. If they know who Leia is, who's to say they don't, or they know who Luke is as well? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know that Padme ever told Anakin that she was having twins. I don't even think she knew she was having twins until she was giving birth. So I think Luke is okay. If they if the Inquisitors did go to kill Owen and his family and they found Luke, they probably would have stopped because they would have yeah uh, you know recognized the in- incredible insane amount of power Luke had, and it would have just broken everything. So- <laughs> the thing is, Obi Wan is tasked to protect Luke. That's what I'm saying, and he's completely eventually. 
yeah, eventually they could figure out, hey, uh, Luke is here. He's the twin of Padme. We should probably go after this guy, too. Well, and it's established. So it's established in the, um, oh, God, was it 2016? I was reading the 2016 comment, uh, comics. And I believe it was at the end of Vader issue two. And this is how Vader finds out who Luke is, okay? So it's after episode four, some kid in X Wing is blown up the, the Death Star, and Vader's like, I wanna know who it was. I will kill them. I wanna know who it is. I'm going to kill them. There's nothing that will get in my way. So he hires who other than the great Boba Fett goat part two. We all know who the goat is. The real goat is Cat Bane. All right, get the heck out of here. I'm just playing. <laughs> I love Cat Bane. Um, so he hires Boba Fett and Carsanton, and they go out, and they're they're chilling, whatever. They're doing the thing. And the comic ends with Boba Fett approaching Vader by himself. And, he says, and Vader's like, did you find you know who, who blew up the Death Star? And Boba Fett's like, no, but I have a name for you. Skywalker and Vader's like okay well I appreciate your service or whatever you know Vader says in those you know in that way and you know rewards Boba Fett or says go get your reward or whatever Boba Fett leaves and he's staying in front of this glass window and it's only him in space and that window is the only thing preventing him and the shields from space and you see this window is completely shattered. Like, it is cracked to heck, bro. He is livid. And he's like, so there is another Skywalker. And it's just incredible, dude. That's when he finds out, like, oh, crap. Okay, well, I have, you know, twin kids or whatever. And he finds out, of course, in episode six, Leia's like sister and blah, blah, blah. But it's like... Vader doesn't know of Luke, and that was the whole goal. That's why he's on Tatooine. Where would Vader look anywhere? You know, what? where is the last place Vader would look? Tatooine, because it brought so much pain and suffering to Anakin. So that's kind of how that goes. But anything else you want to add before we end the episode, Matt? Anything at all? So do you think then the reason that Darth Vader is hunting down Obi-Wan is just simply because he has a score to settle? He hates Obi-Wan. So, in episode three, you remember when um, he is... Yeah, he was cut yeah, in half, left to die. No, no, no. So, when when Padme goes to Anakin, she finds out, oh my gosh, Obi-Wan said you turned to the dark side, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I want to hear more about Obi-Wan. And he sees Obi-Wan standing in the entrance of the ship, and he goes, you brought him here to kill me. You're working with him. You know, he's here, he wants to take me out because he knows I'm a threat and how powerful I can become. And he chokes, he force chokes Padme, he kills her, or she loses the will to live, or of a broken heart, or whatever. She's weakened enough that when whatever. she gives birth, she dies from Yeah, her. yeah, the, the fact is, exactly. So, he wants to kill Obi-Wan because he, Obi-Wan, he's like, if you're not going to work with me, to establish my empire then clearly you are an enemy of the galactic empire and you must be eradicated and you're going to get in the way of me being this all-powerful godly figure in this universe and i'm going to kill you so anakin sees obi-wan as a traitor somebody that effectively lied to him and left him to die 
and held him back. So he wants to kill Obi-Wan because of that. And it's similar to Maul, pure hatred that Maul had for Kenobi for leaving him to die is incredible. And that's how Maul survived all that time. Um, And so it's kind of in the way of Anakin was able to crawl out of the lava. Palpatine got him. And the thing is, this the suit, the Vader suit is actually makes him weaker. And it's Palpatine's punishment to Anakin for failing to kill his former master. And it was very much vulnerable to force lightning because that's how Palpatine would punish Anakin like his little dog. Um, and Palpatine saw him as this weak, pathetic little shell of himself. And it was such an abusive relationship that Vader was in. It was incredible. Um, I assume that's more of a thing that's revealed in the comics because I didn't. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. And so what happens is um, Vader, obviously, he's working on the suit, you know, in his own time. And it's just one of those things where you can like when the end of episode two really put me in mind of um, the Star Wars theory fan film if you've never seen that i'll show that to you at some point uh it's it's really good it's about vader actually haunting mace windu down and it's like i said it's a fan film so it's not really canon but he got he had to raise his own you know he paid for his own with his own money and everything is really good fan film um but it was one of those things where vader is just continually you know pissed and you see that and it's just it's 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 amazing like palpatine just wants somebody else to fill because so the whole reason palpatine wanted anakin i'm going to cut a lot of this out but the reason that palpatine wanted anakin was because anakin was the chosen one he was completely you know had he not have lost to kenobi he would have become the most powerful force wielder in all of star wars ever I mean, he would have topped Revan, he would have topped Yoda, he would have topped Sidious, everybody, the most powerful. And because he lost his limbs, he's effectively lost some of that ability. He can still use the Force, he still has telekinesis and everything, you know, referencing episode 5 where he's fighting Luke for the first time and he's just throwing stuff at him without moving his hands. But it's like he's a shell of himself. He's no, It's like a used, like used shirt like what good is it it's not as good as a new shirt you know what i mean or like a new used pair of shoes it's not as good as the new pairs you know so it's kind of like palpatine just despises anakin for his failure to kill obi-wan and you know anakin's you know vader now is so pissed he want he because he knows kenobi's out there and he wants to find Kenobi, and he wants to kill him. And I think we're gonna really get to see a lot more of that now that Hayden Christensen's back in the in the in the Vader suit. And I really hope they establish how much, just how much Vader hates Obi Wan so much. It, it it's incredible how much hate he has. So, with that, I think we're gonna end it here. So I know you like to shout out a certain something. Oh, yeah. And I will link it this time. I promise. If I don't link it this time, yeah, I don't don't know what you can do, but (laughs) I I will try to link I promise you I'm going to try to link it. I know you keep Uh, mentioning it, but I promise. Yeah, it's fine. So, uh, 
come upon the release of this episode, I will finally have everything set up for the YouTube channel. My YouTube channel. If His you like YouTube gaming channel. content, <laughs> yeah. So if you like gaming content, uh, then feel free to hop over to my channel. I'll be covering, or I'll be doing general gameplay as like um, their own like separate uh, playlists or something. But on top of that, I will also pick apart games like, you know, what makes it good. What is a good decision for a game? What is bad? You know, more... Why does it succeed? Yeah, analytical kind of stuff. Kind of like similar to what we do with film here on this podcast. Yeah, in yeah, ways. in a way. I... Yeah, there is the YouTube channel. And, um, of course, I also run the Twitter account. If you want to give it a follow, currently typing, it is... You're typing it? I hear you typing, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, if you want to follow <laughs> it, currently it is filmfreaks underscore pod. Yes, you can reach Matt directly over there, too. He's running the Twitter. I'm just kind of spectating. You said your channel, by the way, was called what? I feel bad for forgetting that, but it is uh, Event Horizon, <laughs> or EHO, Gaming and Development. How did you forget it? How did you forget your own channel? I, I don't know. Like, I need a script or something. So, so, event, that I can so it's called Event Horizon or EHO. Event Horizon, Gaming and Development, or just simply EHO. Wonderful. Well, you will have a link as of this episode. You will have a link here in the description. So if you'd like to reach us, you can go to... Whoa, I'm about to knock that fly swatter down. The... the a, what, what, what was it he said in episode 4? A fine weapon for a more civilized age. I don't know what he said. Okay, something like that. Anyway, so if you'd like to reach us, you can go to Twitter. And what did you say the Twitter was? The Twitter is filmfreaks underscore pod. Alrighty, so you can go to filmfreaks underscore pod. You can also reach us at... Film Freaks Pod on Instagram. Once again, it's Film Freaks Pod on Instagram. Also on TikTok. Yes, I'm going to be managing that. I don't really know anything about TikTok, so. We'll figure it out. Boy. You can also reach us emailing in at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. Once again, that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com we love you guys very much we're so happy to be covering Kenobi it's been a long time coming and yeah tune in next week I promise Matty G just as how I'm promising you a link in the description of this episode we're covering Moon Knight the finale I know you're sitting there you're probably thinking Moon Knight finale Derek you weirdo yes well, I talked to you about it. We talked off air about this. So, we're doing Moon Knight Finale. We're going to try to do every other week Kenobi. So, that we do two episodes at a time. So, if next week you're like, where's Kenobi Episode 3? We're trying to do 3 and 4 and then 5 and 6. So, that's kind of we're doing Moon Knight now as well. Also, this month is going to be a crazy month. June is going to be a wonderful there's month. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much coming. I mean, we're, we're I'm not going to reveal our hand just yet, but... We have so many movies we're going to be covering. So A lot of exciting stuff coming up. Very much. Don't worry. And not to mention Thor is right around the corner, next, like J July. So we're 
We're doing everything. All bets are off. We're doing movies. We're doing shows. Whatever. Email in thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com. And yeah. So there. All right. Well, we have been the Film Freaks, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.